of fake news and cover-ups. Two girls are bringing you one truth. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. Your hosts, Jamie and Bray, are two sides of the coin. Hey guys, welcome back. I know we've been off for a few weeks now, like we said we would. We actually weren't going to be off for a few weeks, and then we're off for a few weeks, and then we wanted to come back, and you know, life. Start fresh for the new year. So here we are. Yes. Welcome to 2018, Truth Seekers. The year of the podcasters. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yeah, I like Mm -hmm. that. The year of the podcasters. The year to rock and roll. Yeah. So... Brie, what are we going to start off uh, talking about today? Let's talk about X-Files because I watched the first episode that was released for this season and I immediately text Jamie like, oh my god, everything right now is so real. We need to talk about this. Yeah, of course. So if people don't know, which I can't imagine you don't, X-Files way back in the day, used to watch it all the time, loved it, and then they came out with like a new season and they were only going to do 10 episodes and then it went so well and so many people tuned in. In that they ended up doing a second season. Yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. So that, spoilers for people who haven't watched it, the Sorry. first season, the first new season, it's technically the 10th season, the, the first new season started out or ended with like, it looked like um, Scully was going to get abducted by a UFO yeah, at the very end. Yeah, I thought everyone was going to get abducted yeah. on that And on then the, the opening scene of season 11 slash season 2, <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Because you know how like a lot of people when they redo the show, they start the seasons over, but this one just mm-hmm. continued it. It opened up with her, like, basically kind of waking up from a coma, but not a coma. Uh-huh, exactly. She had a seizure, and then everything that happened in that last episode was all in her mind. It almost seems like they're going to start this season off kind of before what last season was. Yeah, it seems like what happened last season, like, the whole, like, you know, last quote-unquote, like, 24 hours that happened was all in her head and wasn't even, it was like a vision she was having. Oh, you think so? Well, that's exactly what it was, yeah. I was thinking more like they're going to do a whole season before no. last season started. No, it started off like where the she, timeline. No, it started off where she woke up and everything that was in that last season was, was in her head. Was all the visions she was seeing from when she passed out from her seizure. Interesting. And so, the, and now they're all coming true because you see him driving to the smoky man's house again to have that conversation and stuff, but he's not there this time. So it's not happening exactly the way it did, but it's almost the same exact timeline, but happening in a different way. Interesting. They had a lot of uh, good like truths and stuff about it. Um, like one good thing they had, I thought that was cool is like the scene after that opening scene and you know, the smoking man who's talking and stuff. The first thing they cut to was faking the moon landing. Yeah, that was cool. And Brie immediately was like, well, they already have the fake moon landing on here. Yeah, and I love even just the talk of him saying like, could we be that small minded not to think that there's lives out there or that we would even be investigating that. Just based off of the snippets that they show, it just seems like they're revealing what's actually happening. They're revealing the big people that are really behind the government that are kind of pulling the strings are making things happen a certain way just to kind of introduce a narrative that isn't actually truth. It just seems like they're the ones that are making these things happen. So we believe in that timeline and everything's pretty much faked. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too. They were talking about when they were talking about like ET life and the girl Monica was talking to him and was like, aliens have been here. They've come, they've looked at us, they checked us out and they have absolutely no interest in a dying society. All we're doing is getting all of our resources, using all of them, 
ruining our planet mm -hmm. and overpopulating. And the whole thing that kind of what ended the last season was him releasing this like toxin into the world that kills everybody right. because he's trying to re-cleanse the earth mm -hmm. to start over so that ETs are more interested in us. I also like that they showed a scene where almost like if they're in Area 51 mm -hmm. and they had a being and it seemed like at first they were cooperating and then they kind of decided to then use the being for everything that it knows and then they're doing like little experiments on it and the poor little guys and the chairs drop down like mm -hmm. ah. I thought that's cool because you do hear stories about that as well that has that has happened yeah absolutely absolutely I thought it was a super good episode I'm really excited for the season in all honesty um they did mention the secret space program right yes. at the end I, I texted me I was like oh my god they just said word for word secret space program mm -hmm. I loved that they are again like we've spoken about kind of using movies and shows to kind of give you little drips of what's actually happening it's kind of like putting it into your consciousness but it's in a way of you thinking that it's just kind of fantasy. So the whole concern of mine is now if this starts to come out more and more and people start to hear it, they're going to think secret space program, that's just like a faked concept that was in X-Files and people are just trying to make it seem real when really people have been talking about the secret space programs for years, mm -hmm. years and years, and now it's being put into a TV show. So it's good and bad. It's kind of like slowly getting you acclimated for the truth um but again it could also just be in a way where people just think it's it's a it's a story yeah i think one thing that we've talked about that's kind of been like a constant thread in the podcast is talking about how media and videos and music and entertainment are weaving in with like this quote-unquote science fiction or what people think is mm -hmm. science fiction but turns out to be just blatant truth that they're giving to you but they're giving it to you in a way where you're not believing it mm -hmm. which is has to do a lot to do with like how the government gaslights a lot of people in our community when we come to talk about space and extraterrestrials and things mm -hmm. like that they make it seem like it's hokey and it's sci-fi and they yeah. don't want you to believe the truth so it's interesting that they're basically throwing things out there immediately like here here's what it is but feeding it to you in a way where you don't necessarily believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always found X-Files always to definitely be the kind of show that always um, talked about like what's in the news and stuff lately. So that's like, it's always been very up on um, like, like what's going on in the world. And I thought it was interesting because a lot of people are starting to talk about the secret space program. So it was interesting that they integrated that into their, their episode. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And you know what? It's like, perfect timing right all of this you know like disclosure stuff is happening and then it's like the next week is aired x-files new season it seems like it's just absolutely perfect timing oh of course they do it's, that on purpose it's almost like the news was perfect publicity for them mm -hmm. without them even having to do their own on gaia there's a show called beyond belief with george nori i'm sure many people know about him and there was this guy on who was considered the real X-Files agent. Mm -hmm. And what was his name? John DeSouza. So he was an FBI agent that turned kind of like a special ops type of agent. And his job was basically just like X-Files. He had just tons and tons of different experiences with the paranormal. And what I thought was great was that he even said Chris Carter, the um, creator of X-Files, at one point had almost identical detail of real files that he had. He was 
brought in by FBI, did you give him actual documents or did you give him actual information? Mm-hmm. They were worried that he basically like went to the creator of the X-Files and gave him all of his content. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that moment, he was actually demoted after that, but they still continued the show, obviously. Obviously. But he was the real X-Files guy. And so he still does investigations today. I have a feeling like maybe he's gone rogue a little bit in the UFO community doing his own thing. But I never actually knew that there was a real X-Files guy that they basically just made into a TV show of these things that were actually happening. Mm -hmm. So on that note, that kind of reminds me of Tom DeLonge (laughs) (laughs) in a sense of, so I watched or listened to us listened and watched to the Joe Rogan interview Mm -hmm. with him. And um, I'm going to have to say after that interview, my opinion is not any different. (laughs) But he was uh, talking about how he, you know, was talking to this group of people who were like, here's information, go out and talk about it. And then he went out and talked about it and then a different agency came up and like interrogated him for like three days and was like, where'd you find this information out at? And it was just interesting that from his perception, it seems like these government entities aren't intertwined with each other in the ways we thought they were. And I don't necessarily believe that. Mm -hmm. But the way he made it sound was like, you know, say he was working with the U.S. Navy, right? And then the CIA came in and was like, where'd you get all this information? Which kind of made me not believe what he was saying. Only because I don't think that the Navy and like the CIA and stuff like that would be so not in the loop about something like this. Right. So it seemed a little bit interesting that another government agency was pulled up on him and was like, wait, who are you? What is this? It's like, there's no way that if the U.S. Navy was talking to him and feeding him a bunch of information that the CIA is going to come in and be like, who are you and where did you get this? So it seemed another way to me where it just wasn't very believable. And then he did go into a full entire like detailed reason about why he wants people's money. (laughs) You're so stuck on the money. You know what? So was Joe Rogan. So here's, I'm going to explain to you what he said and then you can tell me what you think about this. So he said that the reason he's asking for money, and this kind of sounds crazy and maybe it might make sense to some people, but it doesn't make sense to me. says the reason he's asking for money is because he wants the technology that he's going to create, like these UFOs, to be owned by the public. Because that way that when the government comes in and tries to take it from him, Mm -hmm. that they can't because it's owned by the public. Right. Okay, but none of that makes sense. Because even if the the public owned it or not and the government wanted to take it, the government could just take it. It doesn't matter who owns it. The government would just come in and take it. Mm -hmm. So his whole like, and Joe Rogan was kind of like confused by it. He's like, wait, so you're telling me that the reason you want people to give you money is so that they own it. And he's like, yeah, everybody has a share and a stock. So it's like, it's theirs. And this, this thing is going to make tons of money, you know, once we perfect it. And, and Joe Rogan's like, well, are you going to give the money back to the people? And he's like, no, we're just going to keep using it to keep building things right. and stuff. And it's just like the way he made it sound was like so sketch. Like, I don't know. I just thought if he, he could have come up with a better excuse about why he wanted people's money than to make up this crazy story saying that the only way the government can't take it from him is if the people own it, but he's working hand over fist with the government, so it just seems kind of weird like his whole, and it, he went on like a lot of rants that didn't make sense when he was on there, and there was at one point he got up from his chair to go, like, go do something and Joe Rogan's like on the microphone like he can't hear me right now, he's batshit crazy. <laughs> Joe Rogan even at the beginning of the podcast was like, here's the thing guys I am the number 
one person who believes in bullshit. You give me bullshit in front of me, Bigfoot, UFOs, like you name it, you put it in front of me, I'm into it. And he says, it's funny because Tom DeLonge came here and I really wanted to listen to his story and really believe what he was saying because I'm a big proponent of that quote unquote bullshit. And he says, I just couldn't get behind it. And I was like, yes, another one on my team. <laughs> so I watched the interview as well. Oh, good. And um, so I just don't know how to feel about Joe Rogan because he says that he believes in these things, but he really doesn't. And he has people on the show and it's almost like he's being respectful and, you know, engaging in the conversation like he knows and all of these things. But then once these people are off the show, he's basically talking shit about them. And I mean, that's human nature in general, though. I understand that. But he basically thinks that everything is a joke and all these things that people are talking about, that it's just interesting, that it's more like we're in our own fantasy land and we believe these things and we look into these things because it's fun to believe in and because it's almost like we want to believe in aliens. We Mm -hmm. want to believe in these other things. So I do see how Tom DeLonge comes off as really crazy. Um, One, I do think that he honestly believes that the CIA is separate. I just think he's like really naive about it. I think obviously to us, we that would be a red flag. We're like, no, everything in the government is so intertwined. Yeah, there's no way that two agencies wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah. Which, on a side note, makes me think that it wasn't a government agency that was quote-unquote interrogating him. Like the men in black? Well, maybe. That, that kind of has a hint of it to me. But also, his going back to his interrogation, his story really doesn't make sense to me and it didn't make sense to Joe Rogan either. He said it was three days of interrogating and he could leave whenever he wanted to like go home and shower and sleep, but it's like what kind of interrogations have you ever heard of where someone is like intensely interrogating you for five hours at a time, right? but then lets you go home and have a snack after? Like it just that doesn't, if you think of like interrogation techniques, you don't want them to go home. You want to starve them. You want to make them not sleep because then they're more prone to tell you what they want because you're at your wit's end. Like you have to pee. You're hungry. You want to take a nap. So you're just give them the information so you can get it over with. So it seemed a little bit interesting, This his whole thing about, yeah, I had to go to a motel in the middle of nowhere and I had to go into this room and they interrogated me. And then when they were done, I could leave and go home. And then I came back the next day and this went on for three days and it was this really intense interrogation. It's just like, I feel like some of the stories he has, like has these weird hints of truth in it, but then he goes off on this like left field, like that doesn't even make sense. Like, why would you say that? Like, that's so like, but then it also makes me think like, maybe on the flip side, what he is saying is true. And they did allow him to go home and do that stuff because they know- No one would believe No that. one would believe if that was the real story. Yeah. So there's always that two sides to it, but as far as I can tell, it just, I mean, it seems like so much made up shit to me. I think that it's, a government orchestrated story mm-hmm. and kind of a timeline to where this is going. I think that those things might have actually really did happen. And the government is doing that on purpose to make him seem like a joke. And it reminds me Well, they're of, doing a wonderful job if that's the case. It reminds me of Paul Benowitz, who was able to see these actual craft and had documented this thing and naively went to the government like, look, these things are happening. And then they came to him like, oh my God, how do you know all these things? You're onto something. You're right. It's aliens. 
Americans, they basically kept their enemy closer than their friend. Mm -hmm. They mixed in false information with real information and convinced him that everything was real. He had it in his mind that every single thing that happened, the information that they gave him was real. They toyed with him. They broke into his house. They messed with his computer. He thought he was being abducted at night. It was messing with his family. It was driving him crazy. And this was a government tactic to basically make him crazy. And when you... Gaslighting. Yeah, when you're making someone seem crazy, and even though there's a lot of truth mixed into it, all you think of, this guy's batshit crazy. And it literally drove him crazy to the point where his family put him into a mental hospital. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of similarities with Tom DeLonge and with him. It's just being so naive to think you're kind of like the lucky person who happened to figure everything out. So then they're like, okay, we're just going to take this civilian under our wing then and let him in on all the secrets, but you have to keep this on the down low, but we'll give you everything you need to know. And it's like these people look crazy. They're acting crazy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the exact type of scenario. And it seems like Tom DeLonge is acting a little bit more neurotic as the days go on. God, I, I, I honestly, what it seems like to me, because after I watched the Joe Rogan interview, I really went in and was watching a lot of YouTube videos about him. And it's like, seriously, like he's, it was like normal, normal, normal. And then all of a sudden it took a left turn and he's going downhill quick. And it's bad. Like I kind of, at this point, no longer just hate him, but kind of feel bad for him in all honesty. Like the way he's being portrayed and how he's coming off to people like Mm -hmm. it's just so sad to see because we've seen it with so many other people in this community where it's like they think they have this information and they're like I have these intels and this and that and then they're just made out to be this fucking crazy person exactly that's kind of why like I think that we should have some sort of respect in a way to where we know that our government does do these things and it's a tactic that's been used over and over again and That's the outcome that they want. They want him to be crazy. They want us to think that everything's bullshit. But isn't it a little crazy that the government is setting up this to the Stars Academy with him and filling it with a bunch of ex-government employees to get a bunch of money out of it? And then they're just gonna make and they're just gonna make this guy seem crazy. Like what's gonna happen to this company? He's gonna get kicked out of his own company, and then all of a sudden we're gonna have this weird, like government but not government entity that searches for ETs and the public owns. Like it's just so weird to me the way it all is. I just I, I as of right now, I don't understand the end game. I think it's perfect timing. I think, especially since they came up and or they came out and admitted that they were investigating UFOs, I think they kind of are orchestrating this elaborate story and this cause. So people are excited about this and people can feel like they're a part of it and they're funding these things that they might know how to make because the government's been watching and the government knows about it. So now they're going to partner with the people and the people are going to feel like it's this this tremendous cause that's going to change us as you know as a nation and worldwide and I think that this whole entire thing is a complete plan I mean I just think it's like on the grand scale I feel like all the pieces are are being puzzled together yeah but you know at the end of the day regardless I'm still not a fan of them because the way that they're portraying this like you know quote unquote aliens to society is again with the language they use like Tom DeLonge sat down and the first thing he says is I don't call it UFOs I call it unidentified aerial threats you know it's like they're trying to make people afraid of something when there's not if they're if we really needed to be afraid of aliens let's be realistic guys if they're smarter than us and can travel through, through space they would have killed us all already and enslaved us 
Well, yeah. Let's be realistic. Well, so this whole thing where they're talking about threats and things like that and, oh, you know, we, we, we got to figure out the aliens before they find us. Like, no, they found us already, guys. And if they wanted to do something, they would have done it already. But I think a lot of people don't even really think about that. And a lot of people are going to think, like, we need to be um, just as prepared if they do come. We need to catch up with them as far as technology or else we're just going to be enslaved. So many people just naturally want to feel like, we're kind of like victims. Like, we don't know anything and all these races are so above us that they can easily just come and completely enslave us. It's almost like everyone is just almost like designed to feel like everyone else or everything else out there is superior to them. Especially with all the doomsday preppers. It's Yeah, I was going to say our government definitely makes it seem like we're cosmically the inferior race and that's why they're, you know, instilling in us this you know, idea of, you know, advanced aerial threats. threats. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, it's not something that's just identi unidentified and it's flying in the sky. This is, it's unidentified and it's a threat to us. And so it's constantly keeping our society in a state of fear so we're easier to control. I think that as a whole, as a society, like we are just, if we knew of aliens on a grander level and were more conscious, they wouldn't be able to control us and our interaction with ETs would be different. But I think that they're, grooming us to be afraid of this mm -hmm. so that way that you know we're just we're easier to control and we're easier to take over basically like they're writing that narrative of them being threats when they aren't necessarily yeah absolutely and then it's kind of like you release that and you let them know that they're threats and then people are just going to want to fund even more like okay then we really need to catch up we need to build this technology we need to prepare ourselves because they could show up any minute and it's like maybe this is another way since they've already been kind of siphoning money off for these black budget programs this could just be another way to take people's money but to make them feel like they're a part of something bigger which is so stupid because in the grand scheme of things money only matters here on planet earth yeah but no one even thinks past planet earth of course at this not point. and so it's kind of like again it's real information information mixed with false information to create a certain outcome as far as what people are thinking and feeling about the subject. And even like when we were talking about um, the real X-Files guy, uh, John Sousa, he mentioned this tactic, it's called data flooding. And so basically, let's say this awesome um, UFO video was released and it was legitimate and it comes out to the people and everyone's gonna jump online to look this up. They immediately go in and they create a, kind of like the same video or the same pictures, but totally different CGI. So that when people are looking at this information or these pictures and these videos, they're seeing a really shitty version and they're like, oh my God, that's totally explainable. Look at that, that that's a fucking balloon. And people automatically think that that wasn't a real sighting. It was actually something completely faked, a just over the top CGI effect. Then they can write stories mixed in with these crazy things. And so people don't take any of it into consideration because from what they can see, it's it's all fake and it's explainable. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with you 100%. All right. Well, let's let's get a little off topic. And I want to talk about an email we got. Well, a DM. Sliding into my DMs from our number one fan, <laughs> uh, Brian Jackson. So it says, hello to my two favorite cosmic cuties. I'm so happy you enjoyed my top five alien movies even more than my top five gangster movies. 
I put a lot of thought and time to craft such a horribly awesome list for you. Though your harsh words pricked my soul like a thorn of a rose to a soft, fleshy finger, I truly enjoyed the podcast even through some thick Kit Kat vocal frying. I also love the VHS reference in there. I like you. That had me. So I just wanted to let you know that. I'm actually a huge, as a topic, alien fan and have been following Dr. Greer's work since I had first heard him on Joe Rogan podcast back in 2013 when Sirius first came out. And he brought up something on that podcast that I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on. He brought up the question, why would the government keep alien technology secret for so long? He came to the conclusion that people would ask, how did they get here? And in answering that question, it begs the next question, which is... What fuel sources did they use? Because it is in no doubt some form of reusable clean energy that if reverse engineered would devastate the petrodollar and everyone knows you don't fuck with big oil. I know this post was stupid long, but I wanted to know what you two thought about this matter. So first of all, your top fives are horrible. You're a poet. But also a poet. Um, So, Brie, what do you, like, the first question is, so why would the government be keeping these alien technologies a secret for so long? I think that he said it quite perfectly because they're using some type of clean energy source. If the government came out that they not only knew this, but knew how to do this and and that it is possible. Yeah, and not using it. Right. Then everything would change as far as control for oil, money. I mean, everything would be so different. I think it's also to keep us a little bit dumbed down. So we think that we can only reach this certain level of, you know, technology and figuring things out as far as like what we can do on the planet. That's even possible. Mm -hmm. So it's keeping us dumbed down to think that we that's not even it's not even possible. Therefore, we are continuously stuck in the cycle of what we think is an actual resource that we can only have. If we were to take all of that out of the picture, how would a lot of these big governments and nations, how would they make all of this money? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to I'm gonna forecast, I'm going to predict that the petrodollar is going to collapse okay. sooner than you think it is. I, I think it's going to. Um, so his next question was... Bitcoin. is I know Bitcoin, exactly. So his... His next question was, how are they getting here? We don't know. Obviously, they know more about science than we do. Mm -hmm. I think that they're definitely ripping through space fabric. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I believe they fold it and they're all over the place with it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's necessarily the big question of how they get here. I don't think that that's the big question that we need to be concerned about. Because once I think we're like buddy buddy and friends with all the aliens they'll just give us all that information it's not something we're gonna have to figure out figure out on our own so i don't think that that's too much of a question um but i do think that the big reason that the government definitely keeps alien secret one of the big reasons is because of the petrodollar yeah definitely absolutely and it's aiding control yeah like i had mentioned it's it's dumbing us down it really is convincing people that we have almost like this cap of of what is capable Mm mm-hmm And so we're just kind of, again, just stuck as, like, these little people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, thanks, uh, Brian Jackson, for your wonderful questions. We love you. Um, I found out that Brian Jackson is from the Bay Area. 
Oh, yeah. He's close to us. We were born in the same hospital. Oh, we're, nice. We're basically family now. Oh, and he did say that when he comes... Buddies. I know. When he comes up here uh, towards the middle of the year, I said, you know, you can always stop by the studio and come record with us. And he said, hell yes. So uh, I think it's a little funny that uh, we've made a new fan kind of on accident. <laughs> so as you guys know, if you listen, I'm big fans of uh, Two Schmucks and a Mic. Mm-hmm. And they Brian Jackson is their friend. And... Um, Brian Jackson ended up listening to our podcast because I was talking shit about his gangster movie top five. And he actually secretly is a big alien nerd. So yeah. I think that that's kind of cool how he kind of, the universe put I him in front it. of us. I was like, yeah. ooh, when I was reading the conversation, I thought like... Yeah, Brie texted me. me. She's like, like, I'm reading it. He's on my level. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, well, I think we're cut from the same fabric. So yeah, thanks Brian Jackson. We Much love, you. love you. We'll see you towards the middle of the year. I think I might have convinced him to come to Alien Con with us. I hope so. And I also have a question. Um, if you would like to move back to California. Oh, he wants to. I think that you should. Yeah, you can come live in our basement for a few days. <laughs> Actually, I think we should build a compound that's all truth seekers and we can all work on these things together and we can have like little investigations. Oh, yeah. We could start a whole group. Yeah. And we can do, like, CE5 together. And you know I love that he knew about, like, meditating and stuff. Well, not only that, but you know that he's ex-military, too. He's Marine. Perfect. So I'm sure you can hook us up with some sweet night vision goggles. Oh, yeah. Can you get us that discount? (laughs) Can you hook hook some bitches up? Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, um, yeah. And you know what? That really just fits into what we were discussing as far as, um, like, with Tom DeLonge and this whole thing on um, technology and the government coming out with it. Um, It's just, it's absolutely perfect. And I wish that more people knew about Greer's message. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of him right now because they think that he's kind of just like an attention whore, you know? Since Tom DeLonge's coming out and he has all the attention, people are like, oh, look at Greer. He's like, hey, over here, let's revert the attention back on me. But he did say this I mean, a very, very long time ago that there would be a planned disclosure and it would be fear-based. Well, yeah, and everyone's upset at him because everybody thinks that he's salty because it wasn't him to do it. Or that they gave him the information and he tried it and it didn't get out right, so that they tried someone else. And that could be, that could absolutely be the case, but I also think that people are missing the fact that he's the one that said this first. He's the one that said, this is exactly how it's going to go down and it's going to mislead people to what the real message is, which says that we have a cosmic family out there and that they are interacting with us. They're kind of turning the tables into they're watching us, they're a threat, and basically we better gear up. Um, do you know if Stephen Greer is going to be at uh, Contact this year? I really don't know. Um, they haven't really released that many speakers yet. Um, that would be cool because I would love to do another CE5 training meditation with him. Without me falling asleep this time? I know. That's all Jamie. Every time you mention meditation, Jamie's like, but I'm going to fall asleep. I'm just going to nap. Yeah. We'll just have to drink a bunch of Red Bull. Or no, not Red Bull because then you'll be like all hyped up and you won't be able to relax. I would ever drink Red Bull and you know that. Maybe smoke a nice sativa. Uh, (laughs) All right, Bree. So why don't you give us our factor sci-fi of the day? We're going to reverse our roles a little bit and I'm going to do the conscious quote and Bree's going to do our factor sci-fi. So I would like to consider X-Files being a factor sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So tell me. Do we think that what they came out with in that episode is completely a sci-fi concept? There's no secret space 
program. There's no faked moon landing, all of that. Do we think it's a sci-fi concept or do we think it's fact? I think a lot of people are going to think it's sci-fi, especially people that don't necessarily know about these things. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion, of course, is going to be fact. I think it's mixing a storyline in with truth, 100%. Absolutely. And I'm going to agree with you on that. I think that it's definitely fact. And I think they're trying to present it to you as a sci-fi, but it is a fact. It is a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jamie, give us our conscious quote of the day. So, my conscious quote of the day, big or small, be ready to do your part when you dare to dream and you will be rewarded with the success from the universe. And that's by Stephen Richards from his book, Ask and the Universe Will Provide. I love it. I know you do. My 2018 mantra is the universe will provide. I've been saying it nonstop for days now. So you guys don't know, but I quit all of my jobs at the end of 2017. And everybody in my life kind of freaked out at me like, oh my God, Jamie, you quit all your jobs. What are you going to do for money? What are you going to do for life? And I just literally, my only response was the universe will provide. And I kept saying it over and over and over again. And then guess what? The universe provided. The universe provided. Uh, I got a brand new job mm-hmm. um, that's going to pay me way more than all my other jobs. And I'm going to be super happy in it. So this whole quote, what I really like about it is it's just telling you to like put your positive vibes out there, be a good person, and like the universe will provide for you. The universe will come back around and reward you for the good things that you do and put you in the alignments that you're supposed to be aligned with. And you just have to have faith in that. Sometimes you just have to jump off of a cliff and hope for the best. Yeah. And trust fall. Trust fall. I agree too. I also think it can be taken in the sense of like your mission, your mission here on earth. If it's, you know, if you're trying to make a a better change right now, that it doesn't have to be on this giant scale. And we don't always have to feel like we're not doing enough. It's kind of like, do what you can. It doesn't matter if maybe all you're doing is like volunteering or like for us, all we're doing is having a podcast and trying to talk about kind of like higher consciousness topics it's it's all for this higher purpose and it will be rewarded absolutely all right guys thanks so much for tuning in this week go ahead and hit us up on instagram at that one time i was abducted send us an email at that one time i was abducted at gmail.com find us on itunes soundcloud podbean google play you name it we're there talking to you um make sure you guys hit us up and we're also on facebook now um please give us a follow or just post something on our page we're still trying to figure it out because we don't even have a personal facebook so we're yeah, like we don't know Total Facebook so at like, all. How do you do this? If one of our fans wants to manage our goddamn Facebook for us, by all means, <laughs> go for it. We're trying to figure it out. But yeah, so we are now on there so you guys can find us on there and um, we can have some more daily conversations. Absolutely, guys. And uh, some shout outs. Go ahead, as always. Shout out to Two Schmucks and a Mike. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brian Jackson. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to the universe. And also to Blue Alien Mystic. We're not forgetting you. Oh, we're never. We need to, actually, we're going to have to email him so we can Zen. talk about that. We still love you, too. Uh, Frank Zen, of course. And then, you guys, we're going to be on another podcast. Um, I'm not going to tell you when because I'm not sure when it's going to come out or anything like that. Um, but it's called Not Your Pastor's Podcast. Um, they want to talk to us about the end of the world and aliens. Um, so we're going to be talking with them here in the next week or two. So hopefully when we get some more details about that, when that'll come out, we can link you guys to their stuff. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Welcome to 2018. A lot of exciting things are going to happen. We're trying to step up our game, kind of baby steps at a time, but this is really going to be an awesome year for us and I think for everyone else. All right, guys. Have a good night. We love you. Love you. Good night.
from the same fabric. Well, he did say that he um, has a crush on you and that you're his celebrity crush. Um, Brie hates it. No. <laughs> and it's it. not that she hates it. It's just Brie <laughs> hates when anyone likes her in general. No. It I'm irritates her. Shy. And I said, <laughs> get used to it because we're going to be famous one day and everyone's going to have a crush on you. So you might as well I'm get used to it. cut that out. You're not going to cut that out. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. You better not cut that out. <laughs> Uh, this conscious quote of the day is by Homer Simpson. 